From Walt Disney Pictures. Here's my life savings. Preston Waters has too many brothers and not enough money. How can I save money if I don't have it? But all that. What about my bike? That's just your dad. Don't know what to do with it. It's about to change. Blank check. Yay! Now Preston's teaching his brothers that with a little money. What's the shortest guy ever dated? You can buy a lot of respect. A baby brother comes into his own. Disney's blank check. You want the cartons? Don't drive yet. Rated PG. Sneak preview February 5th and 6th. You know you want that sneak preview. Welcome back to the show, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angelo Oshiko, here with my handsome co-host, Tyler Wilson. Hey there. And in today's episode, we are going to just get into it with one of my old-time, all-time? No, old-time? I don't know what old I'm timey. saying. Old-timey favorites from 1992? This is... No, 94. 94? This surprises me a little bit. I thought that this was more of a, like, baby's day out situation where I was like, let's watch this. But no, once we fired this thing up, you're like, oh, yeah, I love this movie. I was I'm like, like, let's watch this. like, you watch this? <laughs> Hell, fuck, yes, I watched this. Now you've watched it as an adult, and it's it's different. <laughs> and we will talk about that. Yeah. This is our uh, uh, Disney Plus celebration episode. We... Uh, Recorded this. We watched it. Uh, well, we're recording it right now, obviously. Um, we watched this on the Disney Plus platform uh, on day two of launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were waiting to watch this particular movie on Disney Plus because it was a movie that has been available to purchase and rent. It has because I've been asking you to buy Blink Check for fucking years, Tyler. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've come across it on several occasions. In fact, at a local video store on Amazon. I'll tell you how much it always is. At least 9.99. No, always too much. too much money. I was waiting for Agreed. and I kept saying like, well, this will this will be $5 at some point. A $5 bin it's or a five. It's a 3.99 movie right. at most. And so then I every so every, even when we started doing this podcast and I was like g- gathering up old DVDs on eBay, which is a great way to do <laughs> collect movies. Mm-hmm. Um even then, the used copies were like $10 or more. There's not a lot there's not a lot of them, I think that's why. Oh, so we just a- never Rare commodity. Well, it's not rare, but it's like not enough people are selling it because it was never a disc that no, sold. No, no, no. I'll tell you why nobody's selling it. Because they keep it. Because they keep it because it's so great. Now you'll probably see a bunch on there because everybody's got Disney Plus now. They don't have to have the DVD. Well, so. you know, until... So here we are. We we are we are watching uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about from Disney Plus. It's not uh, you know Mary Poppins or you know all those other classics. Um, we're talking about uh, Blank Check. Yeah. <laughs> blank check. You're saying it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> it's fucking blank check. It is a movie that is, I think, will surprise people that have not seen it. Because <laughs> there's some pretty crazy, pretty amazing stuff in it. For for 2019, you're just like, whoa, they got away with things back in the yeah. mid-90s, didn't I they? I think if you're an old millennial, you saw this movie. You probably did. It was a, a modest hit for Disney, so I think that... We'll get into it. We will get into it. Before we get into it, right. what you been watching? So I did uh, start uh, a couple of things on the Disney Plus. It's not the only things I've, I'll talk about, but uh, the, one of the first thing, really the first thing that was watched sure. on our subscription. By everybody. Uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers. <laughs> what? I turned that on uh, just to, you know, once I loaded it on the TV and the kids, well, so Sawyer was... So we'll wonder watch it. What I wonder what I was doing setting this thing up on the TV. So well, that's what I, you went with. I just Chip showed her Chippendales Rescue Rangers. She liked it. Um, she's four. So yeah, we watched one episode of that. 
it's all on there. It's amazing. All these Saturday morning uh, cartoons that were some of them were on Hulu already. So like, don't get that excited. Like X Men has been on some stuff, you know. I was glancing through and I forgot about a terrible little show called Gargoyles. Oh, it's all on there, baby. It's not terrible. Is it? I hope Hold it's not. Tongue. I mean, I'm going to watch some episodes because I definitely watched a lot of that. Hold your tongue. It was an after. It was on after school. So then I watched, uh, you know, like everybody else, I watched The Mandalorian. That's the Star Wars uh, first episode of their series, original Star Wars series, and it's pretty good. It's like 40 minutes, and it's uh, cool. I would love to talk about it with you, except that everybody watching it did not include me. You weren't around, and then you decided to not. You had time. You had two days. You could have watched what? it. Yeah. You just got this set up yesterday. And I watched it. What do you want from me? You went to bed. What are you going to do? Oh, my God. I'll watch it again. You're such a jerk. Well, what what hot take am I going to have that anybody, everybody that has it is? I don't know. I was scrolling through Facebook tonight, and it was all like, oh, and Disney plus this, and Disney plus People that. People are excited. They don't. And in this, and you've been spoiled. that. You've been spoiled because I we have a lot of the DVDs and Blu-rays of the movies, so you're just like, these are movies we have. Who cares? But, you know. People don't have them, so it's exciting, I and guess. And the people that do have them, like us, now don't have to walk anywhere to turn them on. That's true. I probably will for some cases. They even have, like, a lot of bonus features on there, including, like, uh, Avengers Endgame launched on there. And I, well, I have the Blu-ray of that. They have, like, deleted scenes that were not on the disc. They added Ooh, extra stuff on there. Ooh, that's surprising. So they had, they had a lot of, they had a lot of, a, they had bonus features on this stuff, too. Don't so you feel cool. this is like, um, this is like a drug deal, though? Oh, yeah. They're like, hey. We're going to give you all this, and it's going to be so It's better than what good. Apple did, because Apple only launched with, like, four shows and, like, two episodes of each. It'd be like, oh, no, no, what are going to pay? That's the Apple way. They're like, hey, you want this? We're only going to give you a little bit, and then we're going to withhold. I mean, I was... Withholding is going to make you want more. I kind of wanted another episode of that Star Wars show right away. I'm not going to not gonna lie, but at least they had all this other content, whereas Apple was just like, here's two episodes of this Jennifer Aniston show. You're welcome. $7. It's... I mean, there's two strategies to drug dealing, right? Yeah. There's the, like, you just give people a tiny little little bit of taste right. and then they gotta have more i think well and i for whatever reason even netflix is now shifting some of their shows to weekly we're moving away from the we're going back to the weekly thing now whenever we got everything binged now even netflix is like starting to like give you bits at a time not everything at once i think binging in itself was a novelty and now that novelty is worn off I don't so know now you got off but yeah no, I think it has. Like, I think I think it's not as. How do you watch it? How there's no way to watch these things. You couldn't keep up with television unless you been you spent like a whole night every night watching eight hours of television. No, you yeah, you can't keep up. Right. But you can be more selective. We're splint the the market is splintering now. This is this is really it. We've got Apple. We've got Netflix. We've got Disney Plus. Uh, Universal's going. HBO's. I mean, you know, not all of us are gonna be able to afford all these anymore. So you gotta pick and you gotta pick your lane and watch your stu- shit. Like, is it just a matter of time before we're all working for the entertainment industry? We were. This is basically, which is, this, what's so funny is that we, like, everybody, we all cut cords, right, to save money. We all, cord, we'll just get Netflix. But now we all got Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu and Disney By Plus. By cutting cords, you mean getting rid of cable. Yeah, cable. Oh. So now we're just back to having, it's a much bigger cable situation. Know, and it's all for, on demand. And we don't have to watch commercials for some of it, but. For them to produce this much content. Yeah. We've. It's got to be like a million people working in the entertainment industry now. It's a lot. Like, how can the quality be good? Because, like, I've been out in the working world. Some of it's not that good. (laughs) People are dumb and terrible. Like, how they can't be getting good people. 
uh, who's I mean, working? Have you seen on some these of these shows? Have you seen some of these shows? A lot of them aren't great. <laughs> I have. Those are my favorites. Are the bad ones? Uh, well, I, the Mandalorian is, uh, uh, to their credit, it is like watching a Star Wars movie. They've put a ton of production value into Where it. Where are they filming all these TV shows? Uh, overseas, <laughs> Atlanta. They were filming a lot in Atlanta for a while. BC. That's where all your shows are filmed. Yeah, <laughs> your WB that's where shows. All the teenagers live. Yeah, uh, you know, and then you know, London. That's where all the Star Wars things where? are. Where? London. Oh, London. London. I thought it was like someplace that. No. Yeah. So anyway, watch that. It's good, right? Everybody's seen The Mandalorian except for you, apparently. So um, uh, the first episode's spoiling. good. I won't. I'll watch it with you. It's it's a it's a breezy forty How minutes. How long is it? 40, forty minutes, and then yeah. I think the next one comes out in a couple days, and then it'll be forty weekly. minutes. That's way less than the time it takes to listen to our podcast. It is, but see, you can listen to our podcast while you're driving. Oh, I thought you were doing a jogging motion right or there. Or jogging. I definitely. Or jerking think... off with two hands. I don't know. I mean, if you have two dicks, you're definitely. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Um, okay. Also watched the first of those A World According to Jeff Goldblum documentary. I love Jeff Goldblum. He's a, a kooky character, and true to form, the show is like, he goes and like, the first one's about sneakers, and I'm just going to go learn about sneakers, and then it's pretty much what you'd expect if Jeff Goldblum went to a sneaker convention or talked to a shoemaker, mm-hmm. and he's just very strange, and you know, is there you go. Is he a comedian at all, or just straight up like an uh, eccentric actor? He's an actor, he's very eccentric. Like, what you see on the screen in his roles is exactly, seems to be how he is. Because in my mind, the antithesis of him is Howie Mandel. What? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Just like the opposite? Uh-huh. The opposite of Howie Mandel is Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. But, but like, how? similar, they kind of like... Kind of looks similar, minus now that uh, Howie Mandel has been bald for years. Has been bald, but like uh, Howie Mandel only like fist bumps. Right, Jeff Jeff Goldblum's pretty touchy. Kind of touchy. Yeah, I I mean that's a strange thing to latch onto of all people. I think it's because earlier you were talking to me about off mic, off mic being touchy. He's touchy on the show. When he like even shakes well, people's hands. I think I've heard stories like where he's like, well, he's made people uncomfortable, like well, you know, women with this hugging, and then you see him on the show. He's well, he's hugging every single person he's encountering, and uh, I think that's just you know, I look it make me uncomfortable if he came up and was touching me. And I really love Jeff Goldblum and all his movies. I don't know if he want me all over me. You know, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's his way. It's just his way, and it's entertaining to watch on a show because it's like <laughs> he's making that person uncomfortable. <laughs> How many uh, episodes of that? Are there on? will be like eight. There's only one on there, so mm-hmm. weekly again. They're just you know they're spreading it out because mm-hmm. they don't they don't have a lot of they don't have a ton of shows, so they have to like spread it out a little bit. None of the Marvel shit's coming till next year. Do so. they have like um, plans for a bunch of original content? Oh yeah, there's a bunch of that. Let's go work for fucking Disney. Yeah, okay. Okay, and everybody hey, else. Disney. You don't want to work for them. They're they're heiress. They're the, the heiress is uh she's against their worker. The the you know that was the the granddaughter. Hey, tell, me more. tell me more. The granddaughter of Disney. I've only seen headlines. She has been on a public uh, campaign, just calling out Disney's like practices of wages and their park theme parks and stuff like that. So I saw a recent headline that that said she said something about like boomers need to just like get over. Oh, she said that too. The yeah. fact that millennials are calling are saying okay boomers they just need to like yeah she did say it. that um yeah you know i don't it doesn't seem like she she's an heiress so she's got like stock but she doesn't run disney in any way so even when she's advocating for these things i don't think she actually has any clout to stop or do anything so um she was recently in an episode on netflix 
You know um, more about this than I do. It's you asked me. It's called Explained, and the episode I watched is, um, it's just like 20 minute episodes of stuff, and the episode I watched was called Billionaires. Mm-hmm. And she was. She's um, a billionaire, right? She's a billionaire. Sure. And she was just talking about how, like, once you have money, mm-hmm. it's so easy to, to get more money. Like, it's yep. easier to turn a hundred million dollars into 110 million dollars than it is to turn a hundred dollars into 110 dollars that's yeah you're explaining exactly what's wrong with this country mark cuban super depressing because it was Mm -hmm. basically like reminding um me that anytime you're exchanging hours for money you will never be wealthy that is not what wealthy people do wealthy people do not exchange hours for dollars no no. They own shit, and the shit they own makes them money. This is yeah. He's, you know. So like, we need to like own more stuff. Why Tyler. You, I thank you. I, I wish the 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 toy market was <laughs> was more lucrative. <laughs> Maybe we should start a toy line. Yeah, that's what people do. Yeah, Funko Pop did it. Yeah, well, let's see. The, the, they fooled everybody with those, didn't they? Now yeah, they're just they mass produced, and everybody thinks like it's pretty fun. Because I like Funko Pop uh, figures, obviously, <laughs> and I. Because I I like because it's you know what I like about it is that they're accessible and inexpensive. I can buy them very cheap. But and there are some cute. people, yeah, there are some people that only like to get the really rare ones, and they spend a lot of money, and then they expect their rare thing to retain value, which is never how toys is, have worked no. ever. I mean, no. ever like they no. never hold value. Especially that. if it's a few popular. things, a yeah. few things hold value. But the second a company like them get they get they get popular and they sell a lot. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They start mass producing everything, and then they're going back. Oh, your little uh, Tony the Tiger that you bought on their website three years ago—it's worth four hundred dollars. Oh no, they they're making another Tony the Tiger, and it's different. See, yours is still the the rare one. But, like, the value diminishes because uh, sure. if I want a Tony the Tiger or whatever, I can just get the new one. Sure. So then they're mad. And it's just like, this is how successful companies work. They want to make stuff that people will buy. Yes. So you don't get into collecting to to make money, yeah. in my opinion. That's yeah. my opinion. This is a whole different topic. But anyway. Okay. So. so yeah, Disney, Disney stuff. Plus, Disney yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. La, la, so la. I went to the theater. I saw a couple of movies that I enjoyed. Uh, one, by yourself. By myself, yeah. Yes. Hey, we're going to go to one tomorrow together. Um. We, I saw Parasite, and that is uh, incredible. It's an amazing movie. I wish that you'd seen that one, because it's just so crazy and amazing. It's uh, Bong Joon-ho, who made Snowpiercer and The Host. Um, so, you know, he's an awesome filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He made a movie for Netflix, I think, last year called Okja, which has a kind of an English-language one, kind of like Snowpiercer. This is all uh, Korean, again. Um it's amazing. It's been like the best reviewed uh, movie of the year, pretty much. And so there's a lot of I had a lot of uh, it was I, a lot of hype when I went into it. Mm-hmm. And that's always a little bit you worry, right? When things are supposed to be really good. Was it in English? No, it's all in Korean. There's subtitles, oh, but sorry, I would I say read the whole movie. No, <laughs> stop it. You're horrible. Um, it is. It. I would say that for this movie in particular, that would not be a, a detriment to anybody. I. I it really plays in so entertainingly that you forget about that, and it, it would work even people that don't that have that real attitude. I know you're just kind of playing. I am playing because yeah. we have subtitles on all the time. Yeah. So, um, but it's really entertaining. But I would also urge anybody to like not. I mean, I, th- I think if you saw the trailer, that you're fine. But don't read any more. About what goes Most on. Most people don't, I don't think. Yeah, but it, I mean, because the way, and I knew more than a lot of people did. Well, give me the gist of it. What's the So, gist? it's a really poor family. Um, they live in, like, a subterranean apartment, and then the, it's, like, 
oh, husband and wife and then two kind of adult kids that are there. They're like 19 or 20. The son gets a tip that his friend is who is a, a tutor for a rich family is leaving to go on a trip. So he said, well, why don't you just go in and do it and just lie about your credentials and you could go do it. So he gets in by lying and doing all these things. And then they start because the family, they're so desperate for money. They concoct ways to get the whole family on staff with this rich family. Uh, one's a driver, one's a, an art tutor, therapist, and a housekeeper. So part of the movie is very much like a mission. It's like, it, there's like an actual like Mission Impossible type sequences where they're like planning and they're like doing impersonations and going through scripts to like become the experts and so they can infiltrate the the house. But, you know, and they and you're on your, their side because you're just like, well, you know, these guys are poor. You're like, get in there. You know what I mean? And and then, yeah, there's like... I mean, shit gets weird. There's like nine more twists. So like, it's it's insane. And that's what's great about it. Because even I knew probably more than a lot of people did. But even then, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's not like what you would expect to happen. So it's incredibly well acted, well paced. Uh, it's one of the best. I mean, yeah, is it, it, it a, lived up to the hype, man. Is it a theater? Like, uh, I need to see it in the theater? If, you, if it's playing in a theater, you, yeah, you should go see this movie in a the theater. It's got so, so like, much what tension. what am I going to see it? I mean, I'd go with you. I'd see it again. It's or is good. it one where, like, I go and then you go to a different movie at the same time? That's a weird thing to do, but, I mean, it's good. Is that a weird thing to do? Is it any weirder than going to the movie by yourself? I don't know. I don't know. I go to a lot of movies by myself. That's what it, I do. Well, is it, it would it be worse to see it, the same movie twice in the theater? I think good. I mean, I saw John Wick three with you in the theater. Tw- I saw. Oh, you for, did? Yeah, yeah remember I, I went with you that because I I had seen it. I mean, I just saw Parasite, but it's really good, and I think it will be interesting on second viewing. Yeah. I, well, what time's that playing tomorrow? I don't know. It's really good. Um, it's really good. Okay. You should watch it. Okay. Let's um, go tomorrow. <laughs> or do you want to see I wanna Ferrari s- versus? Ford? I want to. I always want to just see the new thing. Cause that's I like to keep seeing new things because i like to see a bunch right but um but yeah no these some of these i really want you to see too so i yeah we just gotta make the time to see these things um i also saw jojo rabbit that's taika watiti's new movie and it is pretty bold in that it is a comedy about a kid who's like a german kid in world war ii he's been recruited into hitler's army and he has an imaginary friend his imaginary friend is adolf hitler Adolf Hitler is played by Taika Waititi. Um, so that is, you know, a potential landmine yes. for a lot of uh, things, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot... It's a, it was a Fox Searchlight movie, but now Disney bought Fox, right? And I think there was a lot of... There was some nervousness, I think, on the studio's part when they bought it. Like, well, who the hell is going to react to this? And then you see the movie, and it's like, okay, well, I can... there. It's the tone, for as strange as that sounds, they managed to make it... Uh, kind of work because while Hitler is like this fig- a parental figure for the kid and is like his buddy, right? As his imaginary friend, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um and he's he's goofy and crazy and uh his attitudes toward like Jewish people and all the things he say are idiotic and horrible, but it's played that's the part that they mock, right? Mm-hmm. It's like his attitude his ideas are so stupid and this kid's ideas are so stupid because he's been taught this, right? So that's where the comedy aspect comes from, right? But then the movie I think does the smart thing of like while commenting on how stupid that attitude and those beliefs are, it's serious about the consequences of what happened, right? And what Hitler you know, 
his whole deal and the Nazis deal. Right. So that's tricky though. Like, and I, I, so then a lot of reviews came out and they said like, wow, it's too sentimental and it doesn't have enough, that much edge. It doesn't have that much bite. And I would argue that I don't know if you, if you go too far into that, then you're just making this abrasive thing that it just seems like it, it is only one thing. It's not providing a, it was. It's not the story that Taiko Titi wanted to tell, right? He wants to tell a story about, uh, you know, a kid who learns to be more tolerant. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with that message mm-hmm. right now. And I think if you're going to do that, there's a that's a very tricky thing to do. And I mm-hmm. think for the most part, he he does it because it's. Um, I had a hard time. I'll be honest, though. I had it was a little bit hard to get on its wavelength right away for me because mm-hmm. so I was like, is this supposed to be like funny? You know, like am I supposed <laughs> to be laughing out loud or not? Right, and then. Um, you know, there's a there's also a very clear point that it just it takes a turn. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a, a I would say the just an intense, really just you know, the scene just knocks you out, and then after that point, the movie has a different feel. Um, yeah. um, to the point where I think if there's any missteps, there's like some more comedy that happens after that point, and it just feels like like I don't know if we're going. I don't know if we can get back to this. <laughs> like I don't know if we can get back to this tone because it's we've already like. Te- teetered into like the horrors of World War Two and what we did, and well, not what Americans did, but you know uh, yes. the what Nazis, happened? right? Yep. Um, but it's I don't know, like it's it, it, I think it's really good. It's really it, it's in a weird way, it's a crowd pleaser if you can get on its wavelength, if you can actually uh, get used to what it's trying to do and and like be okay with what the story is, and then I think it's like this. A, like a crowd pleaser. I think you come out of it feeling hopeful and positive and good. And, and I think there's nothing wrong with, with that message. Mm-hmm. So I, I really liked it. It was a roller coaster of emotions watching it. The cast is really good. Roman Griffin Davis is the kid. He's amazing. Taiko Atiti's good at finding. He found uh, Hunt finding, for the Wilder People guy, the kid. And directing kids, which is hard. And if you like Taiko Atiti's voice from, you know, in Thor Ragnarok and, and, and Hunt for the Wilder People and What We Do in the Shadows, I mean, that comedy is still there. Uh, Thomas and McKenzie is uh, the because the premise is that he discovers that his mom is hiding a Jewish girl in their uh, attic um, while he's going to be part of Hitler's army. And uh, Scarlett Johansson is his mom. She's also very good. She's having a a year because um, I think she's good in Endgame and she's good in this. And I think she's got that Netflix movie that she's going to be up for Oscar for that Marriage Story movie. So she's doing good. Um, Sam Rockwell's in it. He's good. Rebel Wilson. She's funny in it. This is another one I think you would really like. It was weird. Okay. I saw these two in a row. It was just like, uh, damn, should have had a babysitter this weekend. You could have seen these. That's, you can go. That's frustrating. It is frustrating. But I see a lot of good things. Oh, I saw the oh, other thing I was going to tell you. I told you that after I watched it, I watched the movie called The Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was a movie I don't think you probably need to watch. It, I thought it was really good. It's really well made. Uh, but it's about... Uh, uh, like a convict in Australia, you know, when we, uh, the British sent some people down to Australia and like fucked over that place for a while. Sure did. So that, it, it, and I would describe it as a, it's two, two hours and like 25 minutes. And it, I think a good description of it is it's like true grit, like the Coen brothers version of true bit grit. Mm-hmm. If it was like the most bleak, horrible like experience of your life it's bleak as shit sounds fun yeah it's just dark and bleak as shit and it just make you feel horrible about the uh human uh condition but True. but well made uh <laughs> good performance and central role sounds like uh, a lot of fun it's good I and mean, it's really good and i think it has a lot to say about you know uh, both that time and 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 kind of the nature of uh, yeah no i mean it's really good but i mean it's not 
I mean, there's shit that happens right off the fucking bat, too. This movie famously got, uh, it went to, like, a festival, and, uh, someone walked out and loudly was, like, complaining about the, like, during a screening, like, they were like, oh, that's the second time she's been raped in ten minutes, I'm out of here. Yeah, no, this movie's got some fucking shit in it, so, I mean, it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. Um, but it is good, I don't think it's worthy of necessarily dismissing, there's a point to, you know, conveying, you know, doing that in the movie, but... Sounds like a real fun journey. So yeah, I don't think you miss. I don't think you feel bad about missing out on that one. That one's on Hulu. You can just watch it. <laughs> Turn yeah. it on newly. Newly sounds on like Hulu. a good one to watch right before bed. Kind of yeah. switch into a nice, relaxed, that's what cozy I, state. That's what I watched. <laughs> watched it at like eleven Jeez, o'clock know, at night. I don't know why you have problems sleeping at night. It's okay. I watched like uh, fifteen minutes of Hobbs and Shaw right after that to like palate cleanse. <laughs> palate cleanse. I like that. <laughs> Shake it off. Yeah, because, you know, what's the like, total opposite of Nightingale, I would argue? Probably Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You bought that for us, didn't you? Yeah. We watched it. We missed the fucking first ten minutes of that movie, remember? And you watched it without me? Again? <laughs> fucking watching everything good without me right now. The first ten minutes. <laughs> it's my birthday this week. You're supposed to be being nice to me. All right. I didn't go see that Doctor Sleep because you said you wanted to see that? I'm less interested in that movie. Well, now, now I told you about all this other stuff. Good movies are out. Well, guess what? You can watch The Mandalorian right now. You can watch Hobbs and Shaw, which is a movie that you saw. It's fine. Yeah, it's only eleven o'clock on a work night. Let's do it. Turn it off. <laughs> no blink check duck tonight. Shut no. it down. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Oh, that's you all... watched a show. Tell me about this show you watched. I don't want to now. All you did was talk about good quality cinema. No, but you've been watching a show. Admit it. Just what have you been watching? So we all know that I have some guilty pleasures yeah, yeah. in the supernatural fantasy realm sure do i like things that include wolverine wolverines yeah i like wolverine well, yeah wolverines uh werewolves you like bone claw wolverine or adamantium bo- uh wolverine i don't like the bone claws they're right. creepy um i like witches and i like vampires so yep. uh what was it on Netflix that I watched? It? Yeah, on Netflix. I don't know. <laughs> on Netflix, it was like, "Hey, you'll probably like this show called Legacies." It came out in 2019. It's got one season. I don't like watching shows with one season. It's very. It's been canceled, probably. It's likely been canceled. It's 2019, so they might do. You know. Anyway, not if you and everybody like you watch it, then you'll have more. So I watched the season of Legacies, which is like a school. It's uh, based on, of course high school because i'm almost a few days away from being 36 years old and i like to watch shows about people characters who are 16 what the fuck is wrong with me why why do why do i like it i mean i was watching something about high school just a little bit ago i'm not done with it embarrassing anyway so it's like basically like uh it's like a wb free form attractive people hogwarts Okay. So it's it's a it's a school. It's also like the X Men school. What's the X Men school called? Professor Xavier's school for gifted blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's like that. Only uh, it's a school for witches, vampires, and werewolves. Oh man, r- fucking right up my alley. Let's fire that shit up. So wasn't there one episode? The only thing that I caught you watching was that you were asking me questions about like what's like if a mummy can a mummy like release plagues? And I was like, absolutely, a mummy that has yeah. godlike power. Absolutely, that's what the premise of like uh, the old mummy and the new Brendan Fraser ones. And yeah, yeah. So my you're fa- fucked if you get cursed. Yeah, my favorite supernatural type shows are ones that feature a, a baddie of the week, right? So in this show, there's like a thing, and then. 
there's a monster every episode that's attracted to the thing and then the kids have to fight it. So in one episode, there was a mummy and it was like the, bringing like the harbingers of, you know. Why don't you just watch Buffy again? Watch Buffy or Smallville. Oh, fucking Smallville. That pisses. That show pissed me off. You tried to watch that with me years ago. I know. I just, you know, I get so fucking tired of this. Like, Superman is the most powerful being ever on this planet because he comes from another planet. Every fucking episode of that show is like, well, we found some more kryptonite so we can make both Superman weak. kryptonite. So we can have a a fist fight with somebody for a while. So goddamn stupid. I know, and that girl that played Lano. That character. Oh, my God. It's like, what are we doing? We know this is not a person that matters. Let's go to Lois, and that's it. I know that Lois Lane eventually got into the show, but still. I think I stopped watching by that point. I only watched, like, four episodes. I couldn't handle it. So, did I I enjoy Legacies? Yes. These came from, oh, it's a spinoff of a little show called The Originals, which is a spinoff of a little show called Vampire Diaries, which started in, like, 2011. Is Originals still going don't know i think well vampire diaries i think is done but originals might still be going yeah i think it is because it's yeah oh that show's gonna last then that's just that they're just continuing that shit on this week did i just go back to the 2011 first episode of vampire diaries yes i have you never seen uh, this is right Um, up your alley so this is the problem i've definitely seen at least these first two episodes that i've seen seen but i don't know where i stopped so I'm gonna start on over. It's got the guy it. from Lost in it. Yeah, that one season of Lost, yeah, Boone. And it's crazy how in like five, six, Nina seven Dubrov, years, she's on it. Sure, how um things just look aged. Yep. You know, it doesn't take long for just stuff to look old. Haircuts, clothing, film style, all of it. Well, and it, we're you're watching it like it's digital, and you're watching it on like high quality things. And we, like it my was, phone, my well, smartphone. But it was made before like the quality of video that compl- I mean, it's it's getting it's getting it, it looks worse because it's not played on the thing that you watched it. You know what I mean? Yes. So, that's why like DVD, some DVDs don't. Some DVDs look better than others though. It's weird. Depends it- on the transfer. And I just do think that there's a big shift in our culture, like sexually and with teenage girls and even between even between shows that are related to each other. A lot has changed in six, seven years. That's just the tone. I was talking about uh, the DVD. Tra- what are you talking about? The sexual stuff now with teenagers? What? I don't know. There's just I feel like a lot more moments of like. Ugh. Oh, that was going and going back to Vampire Diaries versus I don't feel like I had any of those. Moments in uh, legacies. There, you know, it's weird. A lot has changed in like the last three years, yeah. really. Like in terms yeah. of like what we sh- they show of that. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't like we watched How I Met Your Mother, and I rewatched it with our uh, little baby yeah. when he was. And I watched some of those. With, but I mean, that's not yeah. that old. But like now, I'm and I, I think it's fine because it's a character who's meant to be kind of a sh- a, shit- a shithead, right? Yeah. But I don't know if they make it now. Is my point. I don't think that anybody's like, well, we don't, we can't do that. Which I don't, I don't know if I, you know, I think it's okay if we can figure out how to do this without, mm. I'm just saying that's weird. That part where we're just like, we've, I, I like that we've made a lot of progress. I like that we don't have that as much, but it is weird to think about like, we can't, like, we wouldn't do that now. Yeah. We're in this weird transitionary. Period. It is a strange, I don't know where we we're going to end up. We haven't been in before. No, it's good. It's, I think, well, we have, no, well, we were in another one or two because I mean, we were in the nineties. It was Ellen. We weren't aware of it though. No, but Ellen came we out on her show and it was like, that was a big deal. And then it was like every now and again there'd just be like after that it was like a, a some supporting character right and then Will and Grace that was a big deal it wasn't a show I really watched but but now I mean it's not I mean it's still progressing but it is way different than it was okay. twenty years ago case in point yeah in the show Legacies yeah one of the characters is openly not gay just open 
Bye. And they even like make the conversation of like, yeah, that's it's not, that it's not binary. It's not just like, yeah. I'm not either or. I, I know. And that, that's, that's very different. Than it is different. Probably what Vampire Diaries is going to explore in the first few seasons. And then we're watching uh blank check. And Hell it's all yeah, about uh, you know what? Let's, FBI, you full adult FBI agents macking on little kids. Are you ready to get into it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Should I play the little clip or you just want to jump in? Well, I, you have to cut that part where you just said the clip Why? thing if you don't play it. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, because you could just say no and then I'll be like, okay, here we go. We're going to talk about But then about you won't remember. Here, I'll play some of it. Are okay. you ready? Yeah, play it. Okay, because we are listening and watching and uh, talking about... That's the word I was looking for. We're talking about Blank Check from 1994. Here's a brief behind-the-scenes slash trailer. <laughs> I don't really know what this is, but enjoy. From Promo. the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. From the Disney Channel magazine is what it says. On oh, this. yeah, I remember the Disney Channel magazine. I didn't get it, but I mean, it's it It's the original Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Boom. Absolutely. The Disney Channel brings you the comedy adventure from Walt Disney Pictures' Blank Check. Brian Bonsall from TV's Family Ties stars as a kid who accidentally comes into a million dollars and takes control of his own world. Blank Check. One million dollars. Miguel Ferrer, Michael Lerner, and rapper Tone Loke co-star as the bad guys, bent on getting the money back that they mistakenly gave away. This kid, this guy right has a guardian angel. So far, I've chased a little punk up hills, you know, through water, falling in lakes, hit by balls. That must have hurt! As Preston flashes his cash, he also catches the attention of a beautiful FBI agent, played by MTV's Karen Duffy. This little peewee kid brings out this real playfulness in her. I haven't done anything like this since I was a little kid. Neither. Filmed on location in Austin, Texas, the production team faced the challenge of helping the character spend his million dollars lavishly. They created the ultimate playground in the backyard of a local castle. We pulled up, we knocked on the door, and uh, we introduced ourselves to the folks that live here. And we convinced them that they ought to let us shoot here. We stocked their backyard with everything an 11-year-old hearts could desire. Brian Bonsall had fun making this film and liked the story's message. After he got all the money, he figures out that what's it going to do for him? I mean, he has nobody to play with. Ice cream! Turn around, Henry! Oh, right on! It's the world television premiere of Blank Check, only on the Disney Channel. There's so many fun things about that promo. Number one, the part where they refer to the house as uh, they found a local castle. That's just, you don't hear that. <laughs> like, not there's a- not a lot of neighborhoods that have a local castle. No. <laughs> I think I have a new strategy for getting featured in a film. Yeah. I'm going to own a local castle. Uh, yeah, if you own a local castle, you might get in. for a producer to knock on my door and be like, hey, can we film in your backyard? I love that. I love uh, also just that that clip is about the world television premiere on the Disney Channel. Fuck yeah, it is. It is like, which is, okay, well, you know what that means. What I, what I know about uh, TV in the 90s was that if it's the world television premiere on the Disney Channel... I think they ABC already owned them at this point. ABC was like, they were like, oh, we should have the world television premiere of Blank Check on ABC. And ABC was like, ah, I don't think we're going to do it on ABC. <laughs> like, we'll just put that on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, we have to do what uh, we remember, right? Or high oh. stats first. What do we do first? What do you uh, What do you remember? Oh, okay. And then we do high stats. Okay, why? Well, today. Do you, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. What do you remember 
So this is the section, the segment, the air time that we sit down before we rewatch the movie and write down what we remember, what we remember about the plot, what we remember about watching it, maybe, and uh, that's it. And then, whatever we feel like writing about the movie that we've chosen yeah. to watch, and then later we read it to you. Correct. That's and what we're enjoy. doing. That's the part we're doing right now. Oh yeah. Okay. So here it goes. For me, uh, a kid somehow gets a blank check and he is immediately super rich. He buys a mansion and it has a big slide and there are bad guys. I fantasized about this. What would I do with a bunch of money my entire childhood and into adulthood? It's the kid's version of what would you do if you won the lottery? I think there's some bad guys, maybe a scene at Mount Rushmore. (laughs) God, I really mixed this up with Richie Rich, though. So good. It better be as amazing as I remember, because it's less the plot that I remember and more the absolute fantastical joy that I remember imagining getting a blank check. Yeah, I mean... uh... Yeah, the, it's a good okay, thing just, I didn't remember just, the plot. Just to update you real quick, there is no Mount Rushmore no. in this movie. Okay, well, and what you've got in your brain is in Richie Rich. It's not Mount Rushmore, but the Rich family has made a, a Mount Rushmore style thing of the, their family, and there's a climax set, a rather ridiculous climax, if, so, I, if like, you ask me. we're definitely watching Richie Rich oh, soon, but, I mean, right? it's on the list. It's just, it's not a Disney, you know, we don't, it's not another one I don't own. It's a De- Warner Brothers movie? Yeah, anyway. Anyway, what do you remember? Oh, uh, well, now it closed. Um... I wrote, some crooks wreck a kid's bike, so they give him a blank check. So he writes it for a million dollars. This works because he takes it to the bank where the crooks had a, tell- had a teller on the inside of a scheme, and to move the money from the crooked dude, uh, they were moving, money laundering was going on. I wrote that on here. I didn't write it well, but I wrote about the money laundering. Did you? Yeah, I remember. Are you cheating? Because no. Because we all know, everybody knows who listens to this podcast that you're a cheater I'm not in a the cheater. What Do You Remember segment. No, I'm not. I, I just, the way I wrote it, I can read it verbatim if you want, but. That uh, is exactly what I want. This works because he takes it to a bank where the crooks had a teller in on the scheme to move money. On the money. what? On the skirm? Scheme. Scheme. Scheme? Scheme. Yeah, that's not a word. Scheme. I spelled it right. Okay. To move money from the crooked dude for the, for the crooked... That's a mistake. For the crooked dude with the checks. The crooked dude's checks. Okay? It's confusing. You know what's And funny? by the way, the movie does not do a good job of explaining it. Also, fun side note. Uh-huh. Tyler, you write professionally <laughs> for a living. People, I did this on my phone. People pay you okay. for this. You've written articles on your okay. phone. I'm going to put that out there. Okay, but listen motherfucker oh. Uh, oh. you were making me rush to start this and we were like other things were going on and I hadn't done this yet when it was going and I didn't want to miss anything so I'm like typing it fast give me a break fuck god you're always with I have excuses. more excuse me I have more excuse me excuse, excuse me more excuses excuse me excuses? I have another paragraph to read excuse me <laughs> anyway the kid buys a castle and a ton of stuff that definitely costs more than a million dollars but maybe the down payment on the house wasn't bad it's a question Anyway, water slide from the bedroom to a pool because this movie gets it when it comes to kid wish fulfillment movies. Is what I wrote. Um, so I'm done reading, but I saw this. I saw this when I was a, a, a wee lad. We had the clamshell uh, VHS. I mm-hmm. enjoyed this movie. Oh, my computer's about out of battery. Oh no! I need to plug it in. Oh no! Is this a plug in? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, 3%. I uh, we had uh, we we yeah I watched this movie quite a bit. Um, I, like you, enjoyed fantasizing about, like, oh, I'd want that, or I wouldn't want that, or this is what I would get yeah. if I could or do like, this. Or, like, he's so dumb, he could buy so many different right. cooler things. So, I mean, that's the part that you remember, right? Yeah. Um, you know, well, I think when you watch this as an adult, I think that 
that part totally stays intact. You're still remembering it through that lens of being like, oh, yeah, this was super fun when I was a kid watching this. Yes. And to the point where our kids, they were not paying attention during the plot explanation, which I found funny because then our eight-year-old was like, wait, what's he doing with his check? How's this going to work? And I'm just like, well, there's this money to this yeah. guy. And you she just tr- was like, I can't pay attention to this. I was like, why are you trying to explain <laughs> it to her? I don't know. I was like, he's just going to get some money is what I tried to keep, what I eventually went to. But I wanted to be clear that like, you can't just, if you get my checkbook, sweetie, you can't just write, like, I don't have enough money. You're not going to get much from us. You know what I mean? You're going to get like $25 is about <laughs> all I'm going to be able to cover. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, no. So that part plays. It's just that, like, the actual, like, script and the plot and what actually happens in this movie is incredibly insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, just insane. So many wonderful things to to discuss. What about you? When did the last time you... When, when do you remember seeing it for the first time? When you were little? I don't know. I feel like I've watched it on TV. Was it a rental? I, I don't know. I don't okay. know. So, I mean, it's pretty stacked with... I mean, it's got uh, Tone Loke. Brothers Don't Surf, Tom Luke, someone that you've seen in concert, by the way. Yes, I... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he right. was. He played two songs, but you saw him. And I, I was one of those people who took a video of it on my phone to show you so you could experience it. Yeah, it sounded better than the video of Vanilla Ice, that's for sure. He sucks. <laughs> Call him out. He might listen to this. Hey, Vanilla Ice, <laughs> you want to be on the show? I, you don't rap, and then you're more than welcome to join. Tone Luke was better, is what you said. Yeah. Performing. There was some other salt and pepper. They were better. Hell yeah. yeah. They were pretty good. I didn't go to this concert, but it sounds fun. Um, so he, he's in it. James Reborn, who is like, uh, he's the dad. Preston's the kid, little kid mm-hmm. in the movie. He plays the dad. He's always a dick and stuff. I think he's, uh, he might be dead. Uh, uh-huh. might have passed away. He was in like Independence Day, stuff like that. Uh, Michael Lerner, who was in, out, uh, you know, he looks like Roger Ebert, uh, yep. who's in the Godzilla movie, basically playing Mayor Ebert. Uh, he's yep. like the bank teller that screws this whole deal up. And uh, Miguel Ferrer, 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 he's a guy that's always playing a dick in movies. He's still playing dicks and forever. But uh, enormous character actor has been in a thousand things. He plays the main bad guy here. Named Quigley. And he opens the movie. This movie opens with, like, this rainstorm when he's, like, Speaking moving money open, around. It's so strange. Speaking of opens, let's yeah. do some high stats. Okay. Before you get into it. No, I just think that I, I have no comment about that other than, that, like, you're like, what is it? You're like, what is this movie? Like, we're watching some guy put some money in the rain away? It's weird. Anyway. Well, this is a movie called Blank Check. Yep. Came out in 1994. What it was the release rated date? PG. PG. For peril. One hour, 33 minutes. Three minutes too long, but pretty good. Came out February 11th, 1994. Yeah, it feels like a February movie. Ooh, yeah. February is like when all the bad movies come out. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. Isn't it, though? No, but, I mean, you know. It's not going for Oscars. It stars all those people you just said. Yeah. Brian Bonzel, Karen Duffy. That's the kid. James Reborn, Jane Atkinson. I don't know. <laughs> the mom, maybe? She's got one line Miguel in the movie. Ferrer, yeah, Michael Lerner, Ferrer, Michael Lerner, Tone Loke, yep. Rick Ducommon. It made how much? Um, What's your guess for what it cost to make? Bah, $15 million. Nobody knows. But oh. it did marry. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. It grossed $30 million. Okay. I bet you they made a small profit on this thing. It made, it made $5 million, which is a lot opening weekend. I mean, that's not a great opening, but, I mean, they made money. I mean, out of the 30, that seems like a lot. It that's had like legs. one-sixth of it. That's that's a good multiplier, really, because um, usually movies open, like, they get half their box office in the first weekend now. Oh. So that's I don't a good, know these things. It's a good multiplier. So um, 
Yeah, no, it, it was a modest hit then. I, I probably, I, I don't have a memory of going to the theater, but I probably went to the theater to see it. Let's face it. Um, yeah. So, this movie's crazy, right? It's <laughs> awesome. It's crazy. Let though. us count the ways. Okay, so like right off the bat, what's weird about this scenario is that this kid, his brothers who are butt munches, they're older. They're not. Te- okay, they're not so, teen. They're teenagers, I guess. Oh no, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're butt munches though. Which so as you having an older brother right. and me having an older brother and sister, yeah. obviously immediately relate to this. Well, kid. Absolutely, but in this household, it is egregious what these two kids get because he they come in, they are taking over Will Preston's room because they have a fucking business now. A new computer. And, well, the computer's in there, and they want to, like, put him in there. So now they are barging in, and that's part of the room. They've also, like, there's an offhand remark of them, like, taking the kids, like, money. Like, they take his money. Yeah, I don't, I, I didn't quite follow what was And the dad there. is James Reborn. He's being a dick. Like, well, they are, they have response. They need their room to they do their job, and they're important, and they get all this, they get money because they work for their, li- blah, blah, blah. He's mm-hmm. a frugal ass. He's an asshole. He's a real asshole. He's, he's really disconnected for what this kid actually needs. You know what I mean? I think he thinks he's little still and he doesn't realize that sure. like he's in that mode of being a, a kid who wants things now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to guess that either the director or the two writers, uh, Blake Snyder and Colby Carr. And I think Blake Snyder wrote... From the perspective of like villains. The older siblings are definite asshole villains. Oh, they're huge assholes, right? Uh, the mom has no presence in the movie. She's oh, just zero. sitting around. <laughs> she's there's fucking... a that they have a bunch of there's a bunch of fucking me too's in this movie. But uh, there's one where the dad like makes a comment about some chick that this fake old man is dating, and he makes a comment, and the mom gets to make like a face of like excuse me, and that's yeah. like her big scene in the movie. Wow. Um. But yeah, the brothers are butt munches. The dad's a butt munch. The big thing is is like cause this fucking dad. So they this they got to set this premise. Of, actually, I think this is not a terrible way of introducing the concept of a blank check because he gets a birthday card from yep. his grandma. She forgets to put the money amount in there. Which he, is right. Well, expected yeah, of grandmas. That checks out, right? Yeah. So the, the dad is like, wow, we'll put in $11. And that's bullshit, right? But that's probably, I mean, realistically, that's probably what the grandma sent, right? Mm-hmm. It was probably like $11. Yep. So it seems like he's being a dick, but it's probably like, well, grandma only has like, she's on Medicare, you know, she can't, uh, she can't afford more than that, but the check might bounce as it is, you know what I mean? Um, but then this is the part that he's just a shit of a dad. They, but I don't know. They send him to, they go to the amusement park. He's going for a kid's birthday party. A kid's birthday party. Mm -hmm. A kid who only bullies him. Mm -hmm. They are not friends. He's horrible to him. I don't know why you, number one, I don't think the kid would have actually invited him. And number two, like, why would you go? Because he's horrible to him. In the way the 90s bullies are just horrible. Right? But he gives, the dad gives Preston $6. And apparently this is a, a, a particular amusement park where you pay per ride with tokens. Which is a concept that still exists, I believe. At, like fair. Mall of America had had it for a while. I think uh, when we, we we used to go there in the summer, and you yeah, you, yeah, you maybe go on one ride. You know what I mean? There was like a pass. You could get like a wristband or whatever, just like a fare. But he got six dollars, and uh, the very first thing he's getting in line with is a girl he's trying to talk to. Right? She's like, "Oh, you going on this ride?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know." And it's seven tickets to go on the roller coaster. He's only got six tokens or whatever. Yep. So right off the bat, he can't go on shit. Yep. Right. Although to to be fair, his stretches is I think the kid they establish his uh uh they establish him as being pretty smart. He uses his money well. He he goes on uh, the merry go round. I mean, he goes on clearly like one ticket, one token items. He got a, he managed to get himself a cotton candy. 
So I mean, it wasn't like a total loss, right? What you're saying is he's he's good stretching a dollar. Uh, yes, which is weird because I mean he blows through a million dollars in six days, but but he gets a lot of shit. He does get a lot of shit. I would still argue that I think realistically would it would have been much more than that, but uh, not for him. We can he get knows into how to that. stretch a dollar. He knew how to get deals. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, I do want to make a comment about uh, a couple of com- more comments about this amusement park. Number one, the fucking asshole kid makes Butch. a big deal. His name's Butch. But of course it is. He's a little Ron Weasley fucker. Got curly red hair, doesn't he? I don't no, know. he has red hair. <laughs> red hair. Um, he's a big spender. He gets up and goes fifty tokens, please. It's my birthday, right? I mean, for a day there. That's not even that much, because that I mean, roller coaster seven, is seven. Seven. You're in a six rides. You're done. So, Mr. Hot Shit, I don't know if this is a good value going to this amusement park. I think it's better. $7 for one fucking ride? One kind on the roller coaster? I know. I don't know. I think they need to reestablish there. It was like a shot of the Six Flags or something. I don't know yeah. if that's how that works there. Okay, number two is there's a sequence where he has his little uh, cotton candy. He's on the bridge to the, the boat ride. It's called The Wave. It was at Valley Fair in Minnesota. Where if you stay on the platform, you get drenched with a ton of water. When you actually ride the ride yourself, don't really get that wet. When you stay on the platform, get a ton of water on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Notable because, and I say Valley Fair, because 1994 this movie came out. The same year another movie came out that we've covered on the podcast, Little Big League, where they have a scene at Valley Fair and the kids nail Timothy Busfield and the mom with a giant wave. Same scene. Same joke. We Different parks. We covered that 52 episodes ago on episode 6. Because it was a movie I insisted we talk about right away. 53 episodes ago, because this is episode 53. If you had a choice between watching Little Big League or Blank Check, you would obviously watch the Minnesota Twins featuring Little Big League. No, I'm watching Blank Check. God damn it. All over again. God damn it. Anyway, notable though, it's in, like, as you said when we were watching it, it's in the zeitgeist. It's just, that's what it was. Yeah. It was just this moment in time. We had to have two kids' movies out where a wave ride drenches a character. There we go. Has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Um, But the premise, okay, so then, this movie's uh, explanation, because it's not, you can't just, I don't know, as I was trying to tell our kids, you can't just, like, get a blank check and write it for whatever you want. It just doesn't work that it way. It does not. But in this particular world, our villain has dug up his money, gone to the bank where Michael Lerner works, and now I admit, there was some chatter going on in our household <laughs> when mm-hmm. this scene was going on, but I tried to like even read a little bit about it. It seems like he wants the bank to launder the money, so he, he and he's going to send someone 24 hours later with a check for a million dollars and take the money away, right? And that's the idea, to launder the money. But what we learn later is that the money has not been laundered because the money that is being spent out there has watermarked with like an FBI logo, a giant hilarious FBI logo right over the top. If you just put a black light on it, Mm -hmm. just says FBI on the dollar bill that someone said that they got from the Macintosh character that that the boy is spilling. So what did this bank do? He just pulled it from the safe. I don't know. I don't understand what happened here. I don't either. Anyway. And neither do they, and they didn't put any thought, and they're like, no one's going to care, because well, this movie's for kids. But they felt the need that they're just like, okay, well, we have to have, explain it somehow a little bit. Like, there has to be a reason why the bank, because you don't want the kids to go to the bank thinking they're just going to get a million dollars if you write a blank check, they steal their checkbook. That was what they thought, probably. Bad guy, when he leaves, runs over, the fucking bully kid took his, like, $12 check, so he's getting chased in the parking lot, nobody's wearing a helmet, because, you know, 90s fun. Uh, riding your bike around, whatever. Bad guy backs up. Preston almost fucking gets killed by the car. Jumps fucking out of the killed. way. When he backs up, he's not just doing like a slow roll. No, he's going. He's fucking 
punching it. And this is what you say, always uh, reverse into your spot. You wouldn't have this problem. You'd see exactly. that kid. Exactly. You won't run over kids. You won't run over their bikes. But some people, like me, not great at reversing. <laughs> Which is why you spot. shouldn't reverse into children. Well, yeah, that's true. Very true. He's a good point. If you can't back up good, right. you better back into your parking spot. He runs over the kid's bike. He's flustered because there's a cop coming. So he gives him a check from the same checkbook. Doesn't fill it out. And you're like, okay. But well, why doesn't he fill it out? Because the cop is coming around. Yeah, he and sees he sees that cop. He's get away but from he's worried. Cop. Cool, cause he, oh, because pretty funny. The bully kid is suddenly, because there's a situation here that he can be a little fucker about, he's on Preston's side all of a sudden. He's like, hey, fucker, you like, you've been drinking vodka? He says he's drinking vodka or something like that. He's making a scene and being like a big I think deal. This guy's been drinking vodka. Yeah. And How he, much do you want for the bike? $1,000. Yeah, he's, he's mm-hmm. helping Preston out a little bit, right? So. Um, but see, this is what's good about Preston. He goes home. We've already established he's got a brand new computer that can like speak. It's a Macintosh. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Before we even get to that, yeah. he goes home and he gets in fucking trouble from his parents. Oh, yeah. For getting hit by a car. Like, you broke your bike. And it's just like, how could you do that? It's like, I got fucking hit by a car? Like, okay. I mean, you know, I maybe shouldn't have been blasting through yeah. the parking lot, but so still. So I'm torn here because, like, as a kid, I'm like, you asshole parents. But then as a parent, I'm like, you dumbass fucking kid. Got your bike fucking ruined. Well, our I'd kids have a helmet on, hopefully. But I guess you can't really necessarily control what they're doing. But, so the movie, I think one, one of... If I'm thinking about movies with product placement, this one's up there in terms of product placement. The Apple Macintosh computer being the number one big. I mean, he's a master with this thing, and it does so many. It talks to you. He can use it to say something uh, vile to his uh, brothers. Oh, they oh they sleep like Aston. Not Aston mouth. They said he's something. Toda Toda face, not Aston mouth. But we all know what that means. Whoa, what was it? <laughs> At the beginning, he gets the computer. He says, Damien and Ralph sleep butt to face. Yeah, ass to mouth, right. So <laughs> Punch him in the arm. Yeah, so yeah. So you got the computer say that we get several shots of the Macintosh logo, the Apple thing, right? And that becomes a, a plot point later. But he figured, like, this is pretty impressive. He decides to make it look legitimate and not just, like, sign his name because probably he doesn't have there's no cursive. He was signed, but, you know, like, right in the other part because he yep. knew that he couldn't match the thing. So he gets his computer and, like, as you commented, formats the fucking thing, like, seems like first try. I mean, maybe they yeah. cut, right? And like, he, like, he practiced. didn't even do a test run. No, he, he just put that bad boy, that check, right in the fucking printer. I mean, I feel like maybe we got him on a little bit of a cut there, but uh, it, you're no. right. It's impressive. Because I've tried. would have been like, what are all these pieces of paper that say a million dollars on it? Because, listen, I this is a. There have been moments in my life where, like, I gotta get something printed on this paper just in like a, a certain on spot. Like a note card size. Oh, piece of paper. It, I mean, you can't do it. It's, it's so fucking it's impossible. On the wrong side the paper. Oh, you fuck it up every time. It's Which way does this go in? I don't upside know. Upside down, then it's sideways, then it's backwards, and it's inside and, out. And the time you get it right, then your fucking ink is out, and you gotta go get some more fucking ink. It's well, you only, he did it first try, one check. Nailed it. Done. Nailed it. Word, he was worried about the font. I mean, it's perfect. He just nailed it, right? It's Got all it. lined up. And he decides a million dollars will fucking do it. And he, I mean, pretty good. Right. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's still a bad plan because he's just gonna go to the bank. It's like, well, I'm here to cash this million dollar check, <laughs> and I'm 11 years old. And this guy was only driving like what I don't know, was a Buick or something like that. He doesn't have a million dollars, but kids don't, you know, they don't get that or whatever. So anyway, he goes to the bank. It's been the bad guy says 24 hours. I'm gonna send someone. It's gonna be Tone Loke. Brothers don't surf, but Preston gets there exactly at the, the time that he's supposed to be there. And Michael Lerner thinks that this is the guy that he's sent a kid to give a million dollars to, which is, I mean, 
I mean, come on. He was supposed to be named Juice. That's what Tone Loke's character's name, right? Is Juice. He says, uh, are you Juice? He's like, no thanks, I'm uh, not thirsty. Eh? But it sounds like maybe he's being smooth, right? Yeah. Gets the million dollars, Tone Loke shows up, they realize they fucked it up. And then it's off to the races. We're getting wish fulfillment. Uh, including our local castle. So on his way home, yeah. Um, what's his little fucking name? Preston. Yeah. Preston's got his backpack on. Yep. Full of fucking cash. And the, it, what we saw a couple shots of this money. It was like what fives. There tens. were like five dollar bills in there. <sighs> Would be a lot of money in that backpack. So he's running home. Yeah. He runs by the castle. Yeah. He pulls off the realtor's name from the castle. Did you see this part? No. <laughs> so like this is an old sign where like the realtor's name's hanging off a chains at the bottom. They still of the have side. those. Yeah. I see those. So he he pulls that off and he runs home with half of the realtor sign. <laughs> you missed that. It was it was a nice under his arm out. or something. Oh, That's yeah. nice. I do and he, like and that. He runs up the stairs with it up yeah. to his room and then he calls the phone number. Oh yeah, because it just happens to be again. Look, I love it. All right, like this this airtight script. Because at the same time, bad guy is trying to lowball these assholes because they're foreclosing or something like that. He's at the house with the realtor the with the guy. owners. And they're going to buy this house for like, he's going to buy it for like $150,000. Okay. It's a fucking mansion. So I have it's a couple, 90s. A couple things to talk about. Here. Yeah. One, he, okay. When he gets up there, he mm-hmm. calls the phone number, but he also pulls up on his computer the real estate listing. Now, oh, now, 94? now question for you. That's 1994 fast. internet. Yeah, I don't think that's okay, moving that fast. So your internet can pull up the listing, but you need to grab the sign for the phone number? <laughs> <laughs> just just a little question there. Uh, yeah. What the good. fuck? Also, my 1994 internet did not have real estate You're listings. Like, and also, when I was... I don't know if we had... We didn't have internet in our house When I was 11, yeah. I didn't know how to find a real estate listing. He's very good Who with, like, Who the fuck quick, is this kid? He, like, he has a QuickBooks, like, before, you know, I, like, harder QuickBooks, but it's pretty much like QuickBooks. He got it's QuickBooks like, on his computer. spreadsheet, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, spreadsheet, I guess that's just, like, common phrase. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so, but, like, it's a house, it's a castle, but it's only, like, 150... It's a castle six doors down from his current house. <laughs> it's in the same neighborhood. Which is in, like, a fucking subdivision. Which, I mean, I guess they did find this place, this, they didn't in a neighborhood. in the middle of a neighborhood. No, but I know, but you see the street where there is a castle, and there are other, like, it's, this was a place that somewhere was in existence, Can which is so strange. Can we put it on strange. our bucket list to visit this castle? I don't know. Maybe if it's still around. The Goonies house gets a bunch of people. Oh, Why yeah. don't people not go to this one? Blink, check, drive by. <laughs> I mean, if I owned that house, that's what I would do. Yeah, I'd be like, home of the blink, check. I bet you Disney were assholes, though, because you know that they put in, like, I that that water slide's probably not part of the actual house, or if they did, they just installed it for an, out, an exterior, then when they left, they pulled it out. Oh, for So sure. that's not gonna be there, but, um... I would make one. I'd make a fucking replica, and then I would charge people to go down it. Gets in a bidding war, uh, understands, like, the concept of closing costs, like, he says things like this, like, oh, put closing oh, costs so on the list, there. the listing yeah. said $220,000 plus closing. Right. I don't think he knows what that is. But he's doing a cash... They do say cash offer. I think you caught that. He says cash offer. Cash offer. So he's going to give this much money. He ends up having a bidding war, and I think he has to pay $300,000, which is... That's on accident. Still feels like a steal. It's a, That was on accident, though. On accident. So there's a bidding war. Right. It's listed at 220 Bad guy wants it for 150 He magically knows to offer 160 Yeah. Then it goes up and up and up. So he's about to get it for like 200 And then his mom goes... Okay, sweetie, I'll be back. Uh, something, something, three hundred. Oh, the oven. Yeah, set the oven at three hundred. And then the, so people the real estate agent was like, three hundred. Okay, per- wow, that's a great offer. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> so 
He definitely overpaid for the castle. He did overpay, but and then yeah, there you go. Three hundred thousand of your million gone. That's a Although, really good deal, though. He says, "This is how he pays." Oh, who am I talking to? Well, Mister. He looks at his computer. He doesn't even say Mister. He, he just says Macintosh. And she goes, "Okay, well, Mister Macintosh." So uh, what I would love to have seen was just like the Mac. I mean, I we see how he pays for things later because he's like a kid and they're spending money and he hires people. But like, he's got to deliver that cash somewhere to get this house. Those other people moved out. Like, he gets this house fast. He's in the next day. I mean, most closing things don't close for 30 days. Right. This is like same day closing. Oh, yeah. Here you go. We're out. (laughs) Well, they paid $300,000. They want to get that money right away. Although, of course, it's FV. How's that going to work? These poor fuckers. They just get their house back, probably. The people that they sold the the people that sold the house, I would imagine. Just kind of like goes back, right? Because they just, they got money. They got stolen money. They don't have, that money's not theirs. Their house is theirs. I don't know how that works. They're going to have to untie a bunch of problems there, right? Um, so yeah, he gets this house, and then it's just like, then we get like several montages of all the things that he's gonna buy. And this is where, when you're a kid, this is what, this was in the trailer, this is what you're seeing the movie for, right? Yeah, oh yeah. He gets a limo driver. It's, uh, his name's Henry. It's Art, uh, from, uh, The Burbs, recent episode of our show. He's a comedian guy that was in a lot of movies in the 80s. He's a, you know, schlubby, uh, funny guy. He's there to help his kid around. Fun fact, this is how, um... What's the actor's name? Huh? What's the actor's name? Of what? The guy, Henry. We've been... He, he said. He said this... Well, he did this with the Burbs, too. I feel bad. Because he's, he's passed Rick away. Dugaman? Yeah, see, that's probably why we don't Dugaman. know how to say his name. Um, anyway, he's in the Burbs. He's in this. Um, sorry, I distracted you. I was saying, fun fact, this is what inspired, um, the creation of Uber. This, what do you mean? <laughs> um, a kid being like, man, I really need someone to drive me around. Sure be nice if I could just call somebody up. They did have limo limo drivers before this movie. I know, but someone was like, yeah, but that works if you've got a million dollars. What if you're just a fucking regular person? You get a cab. <laughs> I hate you. I like what you, no, I like what you're saying. I like it. No, you don't. You're such a shithead. <laughs> No, it's good. You think this movie inspired? Maybe we should. You know what we should do? We should reach out to the uh, founder of Uber <laughs> and see what he. Yeah. What it, what it, no, because did he ask him if he saw a blank check? Here's the thing with inspiration. Uh-huh. Sometimes years pass, and then you're like, God, wouldn't it be great if? And you have no idea that it was from this fucking seed. Okay. From blank check. What I'm going to say though. What I'm going to say right now though is that I I don't like this idea because if some for some reason Disney gets the idea that they came up with Uber. Holy shit, that's going to be another thing that they own. I don't know. It might not be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they own Lyft. I mean, I mean, Uber's drivers don't usually become your best friend. Yeah, so this is this period of ni- of Disney movies where like an adult becomes like a kid's friend, even though oh, this one's being hired to be his friend. So, Didn't I, we just watch a movie where that happened? I mean, it happens in all these movies. But, um, I mean, I kind of get it in this one, though, because he's getting paid. So... Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, sure. He's just friends with everybody. <laughs> so that's yeah, weird. I was like, we just had this conversation. It's a thing. It's a thing episode in these movies. Episode oh, Okay. Um, what was the episode of The Burbs? You didn't say that one. You know what? You were too busy yak, yak, yakking. Okay. Episode 32. God, we've done a lot of episodes. <laughs> not enough. Um, he... That one makes sense, though. Like, it's not that creepy because, like, he's being paid. Like, he's getting a lot of cash... 
to hang out with this kid, and this kid wants to go buy stuff. A lot of cash or a wad of cash? Wad of cash. Yeah. He gives him a literal wad. He he's does. like, here you go. Here's a wad of That's cash. That's not suspect at all. No, and so he's doing a good job. I think that he probably is, is ambivalent, and to, including at the ending, he he's like, oh, yeah, it was fun hanging out with you, and he like kind of taps his shoulder that's an appropriate that's it like yeah all right we'll see you never kid like you're we're not we're not friends you're an, i'm an adult yeah that's fine but the other relationship uh that develops in this movie that's one's a little bit weird yep karen duffy she is uh he the preston encounters her at the bank it's known pretty early they reveal that she is not a bank uh employee she's been undercover i don't i don't they were I'm not sure what she was undercover for because all of a sudden this whole uh, sting becomes about Macintosh and money that came in. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing at the bank or how long she was there for. Uh, but she is, uh, you know, I, I this is where I, get, I struggle because it's very inappropriate. <laughs> right. But the movie is trying to do this thing where it's like you're an 11 year old kid. What do 11 year old kids? It's like your first that's about the age when you're like, I like girls. I like boy. I know I like I like I like well, someone romantically. It's you're puberty. puberty starting. You're like sex hormones are going. You're like ooh, and it, sexuality. And it is a thing. You're 11. You like adult women or adult men or whatever. You you are not just attracted to your age group. You're attracted to the to to models or supermodel. Right? What? No. No. Is that a thing? I think so. With boys? I think so. Or with I, with because with there's this all pre with all puberty pubescent. because I think like this trope of like being hot for teacher that's a, something that has I mean, been I was hot for Brad Pitt and he was a grown man exactly okay so it's the same that's the kind of thing or like I mean and and this is not uncommon like there's episodes of Full House where they're but, in love with a teacher okay. or a Boy Are Meets World where they in love with a teacher where no Brad Pitt is like hitting on <laughs> no, an eleven year old girl no I'm saying no I'm not that's what I'm saying like this movie. Goes way too far, but I'm saying the idea of it, like their premise of it, is not That's wrong. Why, like this movie, it does a good job of coming from the pure perspective of an eleven year of a wish fulfillment movie, where like, yeah. yes, you are rich, you have, can buy anything you want, and I can also get the hot chick that just walked in the room. Yeah. That is part of the wish fulfillment. Ugh. The problem is, is that we have Ugh. the movie then decides Ugh. to explore this relationship well, way more than anybody uh, should explore a relationship. Yeah, it's called pedophilia. <laughs> I mean, they don't so, have sex. Okay, but no, but to the characters of the adult characters' credit, she is an FBI agent undercover trying to uncover. This scheme of this fake person, this Macintosh, they think it's a real person who's using laundered money that is stolen Which money. Which sort of is. So she is using the only avenue and access and to befriend this, this kid. kid. So, I mean, that in itself, not a problem. He, She's obviously taking advantage of, like, he's very starstruck by her, right? Like, he really likes her. She lets him He barely talks. Dinner. Oh, yeah. They, like, so, yeah. He offers to go to dinner in which she dresses up in a very fancy, very nice dress, very short and she knows everything. it's gonna be just the kid oh yeah date i mean i think that her partner's on the on her ear right her police yeah. partner or whatever but yeah once you get like once he shows up in the limo though like, where are we going oh i'm gonna go to this fancy but no we're not we're gonna go like because she suggests later like we should get burgers like that's the number one it's like how about we just nope let's go get burgers why are you dressing up like this and not i'm not slut shaming though she can wear whatever she wants maybe that's just what she wears you know what it's fine letting that one go too um, 
You're so funny. <laughs> Maybe she just likes to wear that. It's fine. She accepts jewelry from him. I mean, it's all very weird. But she's the idea is that Fast like he's using that end. love strap. What does she really do that's really fucked up? <sighs> just spill it. Yeah, we're talking about it now. After this whole thing is over, they he gets a, like they real they think that the real fairer is actually this master Macintosh, and so he goes down with the. We'll talk about that, but because it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, but it's really funny. Um, but why do you always do that? You're just like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a funny thing that I think is fun talking about. You're like, mm. Oh, I'm sorry. That must mm. be really frustrating that I put you down like that. Yeah, it was. Um, no, she <laughs> she says like, "Oh, can I go on a date with you?" And she's like, "Ah, how about in ten years?" You know what I mean? He's like eight. He's like seven or whatever. And she's like, "Deal," which I think makes her makes him eighteen, I guess, right? Eleven plus seven, right? She says seven, right? I think they agree on six. Oh no, see that? Oh, God, they were look at those state laws and see if that's okay. But anyway, that's a weird conversation for this movie. She's like, "Yeah, look me up in ten years." And, and then we'll never mind their date. big scene before that. Before we get to this big finale, is that she, after this dinner that goes awry, throwing lobsters across the the. the uh, restaurant they go to the fountain that's a splash pad um it's a really it's a big splash pad it's a big robust splash pad but still a splash pad was a were splash pad not a big a deal uh or there's fewer of them they weren't really like for kids that one was more like for looks well there were people running well they were the only ones running through it but they're running through the water and having fun and she's getting all dripping wet and he's getting yeah, all boy. dripping wet yeah it's a, she's getting very wet and this whole time the the limo driver, I, again, to be fair, is on. He's getting paid, so you know he's there. He's trying to do his job, but he's just like, okay. Like at first, you're like, well, he's talking about some girl at school, but then it's like, yeah. no, you're clearly going on a date with an adult. This yeah. is weird. There's a whole scene where he and the limo driver, the limo driver gives him dating advice. Right. So at what point does when you're a driver? I know that you're you're hired. This is your boss technically, but like. Hey kid, like you can't date an adult woman. Like this is you're gonna like she'll go to jail and you'll go to therapy forever. Yeah, like it's not gonna work. Yeah, it's not a good. Even idea. in the most in, in in any real situation where she actually wants to date you, it would you're not gonna work. But anyway, the big climax of this is that woke me up in ten years or six years, and then she kisses him on the lips. <laughs> Yeah. On the lips! With, like... There's a, people around. It does not, not that just, that matters, it's but... It's not like a peck on the cheek, and it's, it's not... slow and romantic. It's not a peck on the lips. It is a kiss And I remember, listen, I, I remember when I was little, thinking... Hell oh, fuck yeah! Well, yeah, you're mm. just like, she, Karen, very attractive uh, yes. woman. And you're Even just like... Dumb and Dumber. They think yeah, she isn't Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. She played, like, the second henchman or something, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah... So, like, when you're a kid, you're like, well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But even then, I remember as a kid going, like, I mean, she's, look, she's attractive. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't think you're supposed to do that. I've had them, I had that thought Did you? when I was young. I was like, I don't think she's supposed to kiss him. I don't think, I don't I think, think that's, that's against the rules. I don't think that's allowed. And there's a lot of this in this movie where it's, like, it's very clearly, like, pre what we know about Michael Jackson. Like, the whole... <laughs> Hanging out with kid, like, because the whole concept of Macintosh, his parents, his dad thinks that he's working for an old elderly stranger down the street at his house in his local castle, and he's working there, and he's like, oh, I need him, like, oh, I've never met him. He's like, yeah, yeah, you'll meet him later, eventually. 
Here's what kids well, How learn. You can't do that. You can't work for yeah. some old man yeah, somewhere. Here's, here's what kids learn from movies in the 90s. Yeah. Your parents will send you off to get molested. They And they don't, and they, they, they are you, dicks. Mm-hmm. They don't care if you get molested. They and, don't. <laughs> or and they, I think a lot of kids in the 90s got molested for realsies. Well, because there's yeah. just this attitude of like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, go down to the neighborhood. They're so fine. Then, so then the generation of molested kids then became parents and then became helicopter parents of like, you can't fucking go anywhere because well, understandably there's elderly men what if, who want to touch you what if this movie <laughs> was really like an old man what if the premise was an old man hires a kid to be his private assistant at his local castle and to helps him to date some woman who's an like no this is you, a news story like no. this is a fucking this is news most, story it's not a news story it's a fucking dateline two hour special yes. is what it is yes it is it just goes and goes and goes <laughs> There was so many crews, and you watch it for five minutes, like, oh, it was murder. And you're just like, who got murdered? We have to wait for two hours to find out who got murdered now? That's what happens with those datelines. I hate those things, but man, if you watch five minutes, you're fucked. Because you're like, suck well, who, but who got murdered and who did it? Who did do it? <laughs> they know. I think they know. I think that this show knows. I think Dateline knows who did it. And they're going to tell To us. the point where sometimes they do say that, like, I've been caught on a couple times of this. And it's like they say the name of the person, and you're just like, fuck it, I'm Googling their name. I'm going to find out who murdered this person right now. shit right now. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of all of those really fun things, I think it's <laughs> time Christ. for tea time. I hope it has nothing to do with Tyler. With any of the... Uh... Tyler? Yeah. Come up. By the time I can fill up my tea. This water doesn't seem very hot. Um, you smelled it, which is well. Fun. I was like trying to. How did you smell a temperature? Oh, well, it's in a thermos. <laughs> you so smelled. You I was sniffed. Sucking in the air of of the thermos, and if it was hot, I'd get hot steam. Sure. And if it's not, then I didn't. All right, I'll give you I a mean, pass on that one. My both my hands were full, so that's just all I. It's just a natural reaction to smell something you stick your okay. face in. Yeah. Um, name some of that's what the she said. best. Of sticking your what? That wasn't a good one. <laughs> I don't Why care. are you fist pumping yourself? I just wanted to throw you off, but I did, so that worked. <laughs> Name some movies with good kissing scenes. With good kissing scenes? Yeah. All of them. Not all movies <laughs> have a good kissing scene. I'll tell you what a bad Did one Nightingale is. Nightingale have a good kissing scene? Oh, no. Did Joe whatever have a good kissing scene? There's no kissing in that movie. Even with Scarlett Spoiler. Johansson? Oh. She doesn't have a... Her husband is away. Even with Parasite? Is there a good kissing scene there? Uh, there's a... Okay, mm. so name some good kissing scenes. Blank check. <laughs> no, not blank check. How about... Bad kissing scenes. The one I can immediately think of is uh, old Liam Neeson and Viola Davis Mackin at the beginning of oh Widows. Oh my god, that was so much sucking. <laughs> so much on sucking and mouthing. Sucking. Oh my god, so much face sucking. Right, a lot in that movie, and that's all I can think about. Maybe that's the best one. It's so hot because it's the first one I thought of. I mean, you kind of kiss like that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. When you had something to drink, you kind of kiss like that. I bite your mouth. <laughs> well, he wasn't biting. He was more like he was like gnawing. He was and... definitely eating her face. It was very strange. Do you want some more water? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, good what kissing else? scenes. I mean, I well, I just I think of like um, you know what the best kissing scene is. What? Um, a scene where they don't actually kiss, but it's in The Little Mermaid when they sing the "Kiss the Girl" song. Oh, I do love that. Um, that's now that's sexual tension right there. <laughs> animated character. Remember that uh, guy that was in the anime? They cut it out now. It's not on Disney Plus. That guy, the, the hard on. I was just telling on. somebody about yeah. that in the Little Mermaid. That guy liked that scene too. The priest. 
Um, no, but you know the one I think thought of of like a great one. I just go to my uh, uh, like most swoony romantic movie that I love the most, which is Punch Drunk Love with the the kiss over the silhouette of that poster. And uh, before that, when like the light lights up when she comes back for a kiss, that movie has like three great kissing scenes. In oh, it. you look so cute saying that. It's right great. Now. I love that movie, and that's like the one I think of because it's the most. Uh, I think Ooh. it's the most romantic movie ever. Who, weirdly enough, would have predicted that one of your favorite kissing scenes involved Adam Sandler? The Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Sandman. We just watched him do that Ellen burning questions where he said like his uh, who was the best kisser or whatever or watched that one differently. You did different not way. watch that with me. Who oh. did he say? Oh, he. I think she asked whether it was because Jen- he had just had a Netflix movie with Jennifer Aniston. He asked, "Is it Jennifer Aniston or Drew Barrymore?" He played coy. He worked out of that burning question. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that he worked out of that burning question. That's a good little It's segment. a good thing we're not doing what we've been watching about, like, YouTube videos we've seen, because that would be really I mean, pointless. that's what young millennials would be talking about, but I, we're old millennials. Still, you watch things on YouTube sometimes, and so do I. It's fine. I definitely do. But, I mean, there's, like, people... I th- I see articles about... We're getting way off track, but... You hear, you read articles about people like, oh, f- this famous YouTuber or famous YouTube show. I'm just like, what the, f- what? No, I don't know what's on Netflix. How can I even, now I gotta pay attention to people on fucking I know. YouTube? How am I keeping up with all of this? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, what are we talking about? Blank check? We were talking about how she fucking kissed him. Oh, that's crazy. Let's move on from it. It's gross. It's weird. It's with the whole, I mean, that's the only thing you're gonna remember now when you watch it. I, we should be fair and go back. So there is some montages of, of 90s, like, the 90s fashion where he's shopping for new clothes. He's going to Sharper Image. Oh, the product. He gets a delivery truck of Coca-Cola, Chips Ahoy. Oh, hell yeah. The Macintosh thing already. Uh, Sharper Image is predominantly placed. We're getting a lot of product placement in this movie. Um, he builds a water slide to go down the pool, which is admittedly awesome. A go-kart race It's track. a small pool, though. He kind of got hosed on that part. I would have spent more money He's to expand kid, he out that. He doesn't need a big pool. I get He has no friends, so... He's not swimming laps. It's fine. Yeah. A go-kart track and car. Arcade games, bouncy houses, trampolines, computers, TV. Uh, uh, a, vel- a bouncy house with a Velcro wall where you yep. jump onto it. Sumo wrestling stuff, a tennis thing, basketball stuff. This- Mm-hmm. And the the sumo wrestling, uh, there in, during a montage of us like money. That's what I want, but like '90s like fly girl version of my money. That's what I don't want to sing it. We'll get charged. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the scene where they place he does sumo wrestling with the the limo driver. There, if you listen to the if you play the sound down, you can hear the limo driver making a bunch of Asian voice accent thing. That's not good. He's I mean, doing a little bit of like probably good, huh? I mean, you can't, but you probably could. What do you mean? What? Like that didn't really happen. You're making it. No, he did. I'm telling you, you missed it. He was like doing like mm, questionable Asian talk. What? Yeah, when they're like I doing you sumo. Were joking. No, he's like, oh, I don't want to do it because that's not that's racist. <laughs> but he don't was kind of he was kind of like doing like an a, a stereotypical Asian voice I mean, a little but bit. If you put on a sumo wrestling suit. No. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not you how that works. Definitely want to get into that racial character. Again, it was the '90s. People in the '90s didn't know that they couldn't. They shouldn't do that. <laughs> Not that it excuses it, but I'm just saying a lot of people back then like, didn't know that they shouldn't do it. I feel like in today's episode, you you really confronted a, a lot of stuff. I'm just, I, I'm saying that, like, it's like, yes, we are living in 2019. This is inappropriate. The kissing thing, we can't. I'm not excusing that one away because that's just fucking, in, that's insane even for 1994. <laughs> that was insane for 1994. Somebody at Disney should have been like, nope, you can't do that. 
But like some of this other stuff, it's just like because there's a lot of what? like Did tone. Just Loke, kiss him on the cheek. I don't know tone. Loke, like his introduction, he's like eyeballing a woman's ass. Like, and we see a shot of the Who's, ass. Like, bending over like, and, in short But, skirt. I mean, that shit was happening, like, in three movies. That, movie, that shit happens in movies now still. But Not I'm saying, much. in the, like, that just happened in the 90s. Like, we can't, like, we can't be angry about it. You can't let that shit ruin movies because it would no. literally ruin every movie that you ever see from the 90s. No, now it's just fun because it's so bad. It's so funny because it's yeah. just like, oh, my God. It's <laughs> like, Ooh. that guy needs some strange ring. The only thing there was only one time that you told um, Marion that, like, that's not okay. What he's doing is not okay. Uh, what was it? Was I it Tone Loke? Yeah. Well, there's a few other lines where he's, like, threatening kids with bullets, too, and stuff, which is a little bit... You don't yeah, hear that in movies, kid no, movies No, but anymore, our kids but... are fine with that. They threaten each other with violence <laughs> all the time. Not with bullets, but, no. yeah, with, like, uh, you know... Like, I'm gonna push you down the stairs. And... <laughs> I don't think they'd say that. I'm oh, no, that's you. what I say. Oh, great. Maybe recant to that real quick. I know I'm you're joking. kidding. I don't say that to my kids more than once a day. But this, this mon- the two montages of the buying of stuff does factor in eventually because this movie does about a five minute half-hearted Home Alone thing at the end where they utilize all of this stuff to take out uh, Michael Lerner and my- Miguel Ferrer and Tone Loke, including poor Tone Loke, man. He gets uh, he falls into a, a little tiny poor stream. Tone Loke? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, listen, I do, I feel for him a little bit, because he, he was in Surf Ninjas, and then he was in Ace Ventura the same year, and uh, he's trying to build a, an acting career, right? And this is the part you get, and he's playing a guy that's, like, falling in water, <laughs> getting hit with baseballs, and, you know, it's not, down the water slide. it's not the best, yeah, he gets, I mean, yeah, he gets wet several times in this movie. Um, not like Karen Duffy gets wet, though, my she goodness. real wet. Holy shit. Um... But yeah, we get a little half-hearted thing, including Michael Lerner. The way that he dispatches him is that he sticks the uh, virtual reality helmet on him. Which, by the way, uh-huh. looks exactly like the virtual reality I used at a virtual reality arcade. Oh, the big ones, yeah. You can get little smaller ones at home and stuff. But now, I mean, but... like the cord that comes out. We didn't make a lot of progress on VR until fairly recently, I and just want to say. I, I don't It's probably exactly the same. Well, the graphics are better, but yeah. Um, but what I thought was interesting was that... Uh, it, Putting this merely putting this on his head just completely disables this man. Hey, the guy was like, "This is not something I can just simply lift." Up my head. <laughs> no, he runs around like it's really like he can't do anything. Like about he's it. in that world. Yeah, he's, he's trapped in the world. He's like the dean on Community when he gets trapped into the virtual reality <laughs> world and he can't leave. Another great episode of Community. Uh, um, but yeah, then he just gets stuck on a be- a beanbag chair and gets know. elevated to the I sky. I don't know. That's pretty good. Ooh, I forgot. We have to talk about the wet- the party planner, though. This lady. Woo! <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I feel like there were also some racial stereotypes happening there. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's not yeah. a very positive. She's a, a terror. like, I don't know what those racial stereotypes are exactly. It doesn't, it's a very unpleasant character, and it's weird, but, um, she... Is like he, she see like he he wants to do this party because he's trying to impress the girl again mm-hmm. for Mr. Macintosh. So she he brings a wedding. Or not, I keep saying wedding planner. That's just thinking about those J Lo movies, you know. Yeah, you are. Um, no, she brings in this party. He brings in the party planner, and she's just like sees his backpack and like just snatches like. I think ten grand right out of there, right? She's like, oh, this will be the deposit. Oh, see you later, blah blah blah. And then she puts on this extravagant thing. She tells him it's a hundred thousand dollars, which is oh, I mean, it's a big party, but that's outrageous. Um, and then he she gives him the bill, and he's like, you better give him this bill, or there's gonna be trouble. 
So, like, he says, okay, yeah, I'll give it to Mr. McIntosh, whatever. He, this is the point where he realizes he spent all of his money. Yeah. And I would argue that money. it seems like he probably spent more. But, uh, fine. I, you know what? I, I'll give the filmmakers credit. If there was a, if we watched the DVD feature or something, they probably tried to, like, price I mean, this out a little he bit. he had some bouncy houses. I can go buy a bouncy house right now for, like, $500. And, uh, no, okay, this is where it's tricky, though. Like, it's 1990, so it's less money, but... There's fewer of them, so maybe they're they're more expensive because Even they're not. Still, let's uh, say it's five thousand. Right. Well, we the track though, like the the whole track of all the. I mean, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, she like if two minutes goes by. We're like, yeah, I gave him the bill. Like he's gone. He's split. So immediately, she's not getting. I think she's expecting to get paid a hundred thousand dollars on the night on the spot. Seems a little unusual. So right away, she just decides to go on stage and be like, "This guy can't pay his bills." <laughs> and it's like over. Party's over. And then he goes up and says, like, oh, he's gone. You need to get out of here. Get while the getting's going or whatever. But that's such a weird character to be yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Unusual. It's as if someone, I don't know. Like, I don't is know. Is that based on a real experience? I don't know. Oh, and then, like, of course, this dad who's been so bad at doing, he goes up to the office. He's never met, obviously never met. He's not a real person. The molester. The molester. And Matt he's like, oh, hi. Molester. He sees someone's in the chair. He tries to lean over and look, and because it's pressing, he turns. That's, I, if there's not been a thousand red flags, that's the next one of being so, like, this guy won't make a, a like, look at me? This is not good. Won't swivel the You chair. said it could just be a cat in the chair. I was like, that could be a fucking cat. So he's then talking to the back of an office chair. Pouring his heart out. Saying like, and oh, again, I've been hard on and him. Again, and this could just be a cat sitting in the chair. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you or, doing? Or your child's molester. <laughs> yeah. Like, because you don't know. You've never met him and you don't know even the relationship in which. And by the way, he just eats this up right away because, like, he, he's, Preston's been grounded from earlier from the bike incident. And from the day before. This and he, all happens within six, six days. days. And he gets out of it by saying, like, well, you're no, uh, Mr. McIntosh wants to see that accounting thing that you've been working on. He's like, oh, really? Some here. Investment I'll plan. give you the car keys. Here, why don't you come go bring it over here? He's like, I can't drive or whatever. Like, he's so, like, hook, line, and sinker on this thing. He's never. None of it's... He's a shitty dad. Oh, God. Oh, my God. But I guess if you have three boys, I mean, you just become a shitty parent. He gave up after those first. He's like, oh, well, they're going to have their Fuck. hand in... I think it said, like, their, it's their hand and feet business? I have no idea what that I, was. I, I missed totally that I totally missed that. The mom is... Uh, yeah, the mom is just, like, there. She doesn't have any lines of any dialogue. She has, like, two lines. So then he pour yeah, he's like, it's like the big heart to heart where he doesn't actually say anything to his kid. He hears it. And then we get the first of several sequences where people are running after someone mere seconds, three seconds prior. <laughs> it's like, wait, dad. He goes all the way out. He's already driven down. His it's dad already, was booking it. He's the in the car and he's there. driven down and it's been established that they live down the street and he's like, seven houses fuck, down. I can't, I can't, what am I going to do now? I can't get to him. And then he, he tries to chase him karen duffy is trying to chase him everybody just gets they can't no one can catch anybody in this except for when uh miguel ferrer like gets uh pulls him from behind or whatever by the way at one point puts him in the uh, uh hamster wheel and it appears to have to drown miguel ferrer he tricks him but uh you know it's pretty good <laughs> oh my god this movie's insane. I'm trying to give Tyler hand signals that we need to wrap it up because it's been almost an hour and a half. Oh, we talked for a half hour about Disney Plus, so it's fine. It's been an hour. I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything really crazy again. 
I it took some notes, but I mean, we well, hey, good for us. We actually watched this and then we recorded right away. Isn't it that something? It's easier to talk about something. Yeah, I don't have to refer to my notes as much. When I, it hasn't been know. a week or two or three. A lot of a lot of nineties uh, music cues, uh, very broad music there. Sound effects. People go down the water slide and it's like wee. And when people get knocked in the nuts, it's like... Yeah, they didn't do a lot of that. It's a little bit in there, though. A little bit more than uh, there probably should be. Because I would argue that there should be zero of that. Okay. You know what's fun is that our kids watch this, right? Or they didn't didn't get to that part because they went to bed. Well, it sounds like they want to finish it, maybe. Maybe we'll want to watch our kiss. Um, uh, No! Not unless there's some conversation about, like, like this is not okay. If an adult does this to you, you need to tell your parents right away. I know. This is not okay. Like, this comes, you have to put a little, Disney Plus maybe put a warning on there? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) Marion's eight. She needs to know that, like, a grown-ass man or a woman cannot just, like, kiss you. Oh, my gosh. Even Um, if you want it. No, but you know what I was, Uh, the point I was going to make was that uh, the, the sound effect stuff is not, like, that's, I don't know when it was, like, in kids liked it. But our kids, they don't, res- our kids, I'm not, I can't speak to every kid of this generation. Yeah. But ki- our kids do not respond to like sound effect slapstick. I don't no. think the sound effect itself is not uh, a cause for humor. But at the time in the 90s and 80s, they were just like, uh, yeah, these sound effects made people laugh harder. Yeah, things of this did nature. It, did it make anybody laugh harder? Or I don't was know. It just like, it's one of those things, it's like you get this new sound effect and you're like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. We should put this in shit. It's kind of like, and this might be a hot take, you know how in Star Wars, George Lucas had all those wipes and weird cuts, right? Yeah. And then now we still just feel the fucking need to keep doing it. Even in that Mandalorian show, I'm like, I mean, do, I was like, I know it's Star Wars and this is a Star Wars thing, but I mean, it's kind of dumb. Like, we don't need these things, right? Can't yeah. we just like do a regular cut? I don't know. Agreed. Like, we, it's fine. We're going to get mad about every little dumb thing in The Last Jedi, which is a movie I like. Uh, but everybody gets so mad about, well, Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that. It's like, fine. Can we? I don't want to argue about that. Who cares? I want to argue about getting rid of these fucking stupid wipes. Okay. <laughs> that was a fun But why is that segue. the thing? People arguing about, oh, the, Gre- the Greedo and Han scene has been manipulated again on Disney+. And it's like, who? I don't give a shit. Like... Get rid of the fucker wipes. <laughs> How does this tie to blank check sound effects? Um, I don't know. You were saying about the sound effect thing, and then <laughs> what was the point? What was your point, Tyler? As things that like I don't think worked, and I don't think that worked then. I mean, yes, I understand that he was like going for the serial. I know what it's coming no, okay, from. I see what you're saying. It's like he was like, "Hey, Final Cut Pro has this side swipe." No, I I think that he Jordan when he originally did it, I think there was like a, purpose. A, there was purpose to it because it was like he was paying homage to yeah. like old serials and things like, like that. How cool this no, looks. I don't. I think that there was a real reason. But now in 2019, Have you seen we stuff don't. He's directed. Yeah, well, he listened. Those first he did a listen. He did some wonderful things at so first. So then again, what was your point? I don't like those wipes. <laughs> okay, that, okay. So, yeah, we are into an hour and a half. This is a movie where that adult woman kisses that kid. Let's go back to that. <laughs> okay, but, okay, let's finish up. Is this movie still good? I mean, it's Answer, not... yes. Yes, it is. It's not... <laughs> I think if you watch as a kid, you're going to get that same, like, yeah, I remember watching this. This is great. And I think there's an aspect to it as being a kid and getting that wish fulfillment. Like... 
as a piece of cinema, no, it is not a good <gasps> film. <laughs> I think our kids loved watching it. Our kids don't care about whether something is like a good story well told, though, is what I would say. No, but I think this is that that wish fulfillment, which is it does so have fun. that. I listen. I loved it as a kid. It was fun. I remember. I remembered way too much of this movie as it was going. Like I could have written the whole plot out before I even started because I saw it enough as a kid, including knowing. Like I said, I think, I mean, I knew pretty, I knew for a while that that ending is not great. Um, what I will say is that there were a lot of things in the movie that the kid got to do that I've always wanted to do. And now I know why I've always wanted to do them. Now, I would also say that, like, they don't hit the, they don't hit the moral heart at all. Like, it's barely, like, he doesn't have any friends. He gets lonely after, like, three days. It, but it is so broadly drawn over because he's still into the girl to the point where they have the thing at the end where the parents are like they go in his room and they give him his bike a new bike and it's just like happy birthday what do you want to wish for it's like oh I got everything I need right here it's like I don't know if this earned this and movie then, earned it and then he sees a picture of Karen Duffy because it was like a Karen printout Duffy. of her working at the bank undercover but she's got a pr- I don't know what's going on there yeah. but uh, I don't understand how the laundering works don't get it but yeah he's like oh I got one thing I can wish for. Yeah, so it ends on a real nice... Ends on that same note of like, hey, remember when we had a kissing scene? I feel like um, episodes of Full House have earned their schmaltzy endings oh, listen, more than they this didn't, movie. They didn't... They never... I don't know if they ever earned them, but they really made sure that there was something that you were supposed to learn. Yeah. And Disney, I don't... They usually, during this era, they did kind of do that, but this, there's, no, there's no heartwarming... There's no heartwarming aspect to this movie. There's no... Warm and fuzzy feeling you get at the no, end. No, because the dad just let the kid get molested. <laughs> well, no. That's not forgivable. But, like, the way... <laughs> that's... The way this movie resolves is pretty funny, though, right? <laughs> the FBI think they're only after a guy named Macintosh, in which, because he spent all the money, Miguel Ferrer is like... The banker's like, well, you could just have this house you wanted to start over. Like, we could just sell some of this. Or, I didn't say that, but he could just sell some stuff. The bad guy banker, yeah. Yeah, and so he just decides to just say, even though the cops have shown up, was like, we're working for Macintosh. He's like, this I'm is the Macintosh. part he volunteers to say, like, I'm Macintosh. Get off my property. And it is, I mean, it's he is the guy who laundered the money. He still is yeah, the bad guy. Guilty. But the FBI is going to go down, like, not, they're never going to go down the rabbit hole of this kid doing anything. Because he'll probably say something, but they'll be like, yeah, okay, that kid was. Oh, the, the kid cashed a million dollars check. In that regard, it's kind of genius. But it's also, like, the dumbest thing you could do as a criminal uh, to just be like, oh, hi, FBI. Yeah, I'm the guy you're looking for. Well, okay, you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for making this real See, easy for us. This movie's great. <laughs> I love it. Blank would, check. Would you watch it again? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to watch the last 30 minutes again tomorrow yeah. with the kids. Yeah. Oh, you don't. You want me to wait? Huh? No, I said you're going to. Oh, you want me to let them finish it right when they get home from school? Whenever they want to finish it. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably watch it. Uh... No, I wanted to watch the scene... <laughs> I love it. The suggested thing you watch next is, uh, the next thing they told me to watch was Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen, which is the movie where he goes and finds his biological son in, like, a jungle, but he's, like, the only white kid there or whatever, and then they, like, appropriate a bunch of... Oh! It's like, I can't wait! (laughs) We should watch it next! I was gonna say, oh, here are some other movies, um, that IMDb thinks are more like this. Oh, okay. Jungle to Jungle. It's actually in there! There's six movies, and Jungle to Jungle is one of them. Man of the House? Nope, I'll get, I'll tell them to you. Heavyweights? Oh, yeah. Well, these are all on there. Heavyweights is on the there. The Big Green. Oh, 
uh, the big green. I didn't see that on that list. I gotta go see uh, if that's on little there. Little giants. I don't know if the big green is on there. Little giants. Yep. Angels that's in, in the outfield. Angels in the outfield also not on the service right and, now. And uh, Richie Rich. I think the old Angels in the outfield's on there, but not the Danny Glover one, which is oh, bullshit. I like. That. I don't know why. I don't that they didn't even list it because if you go on the list of like A to Z movies, it'll say things that are not on there because they're on other things right now. But it'll say like it's come Avengers Infinity War is coming in uh, February. But they don't have anything for, like, Angels in the Outfield. So I wonder what's so, going on there. So, Richie Rich also came out in 1994. Yep, WB. Angels in the Outfield, 1994. Yeah, this was the hot... Little Giants, 1994. Yep, I saw all those. Every single one. Heavyweights, 1995. Jungle a... the Jungle, 97. Yeah, that's a later one. This is after he's done some heat with the Santa Claus. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. <laughs> we did a podcast on Blank Check longer than... Uh, the blank movie check. Blank Check. Also, this is not the podcast titled Blank Check, but you know that already. There's a very popular podcast called Blank Check. Oh, shit. Yeah. Maybe that'll boost our uh, listeners. And we'll get a few people that are going to listen like, to that. What the fuck is I this? I like that. That's a good podcast. But um, it's like a movie one, too. So, yeah, maybe we'll get some Blank Check heat. <laughs> Thanks, Blank Check podcast. <laughs> I listen to you. <laughs> You're better than us. Oh, <laughs> so sad. They're like, they get, yeah, they've been at it for a while. One of them, that's the guy... It's like they watch movies like about directors. Shut it down. We need right. to end this podcast. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate you making it uh, an hour and a half into a podcast. You're, you're, what? Yeah. What? No, that's good. You were making a hand gesture. You'll, well, you'll put it on the thing. They'll say like, oh, you can start them if you don't want to listen to Disney Plus stuff. Of course. Stuff. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, um, as always, send us a note. Give us a comment. Leave us a review. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to share more fun movies from our childhood if with you. If you could cash a check for a million dollars, what would you buy? Write it. Tell us. Oh, send it in an email. You're asking me. Oh, what would you buy? Oh, I think we've had this conversation. Only a million dollars? Yeah, only. <laughs> like, we wouldn't be able to be just fine with a million dollars. Huh? We could have a million dollars. Only? That's plenty. We could do... We could be very happy. <laughs> I think the key is you gotta you gotta buy things that are gonna make you money. So you buy more houses, you rent them out, things of this nature. Or you just you, pay you, off you your shit, You have your too. money make you money, and then you don't have to make more money. That's a boring answer you know what our kids would say apple watch and i'd be like fuck you guys you're not getting an apple watch you're little children no we're gonna get them a macintosh watch that kid by the way the kid i we paused the movie so i could tell my six-year-old son hey look at that watch he's got because he had a calculator watch on at one point and i was like that's a he's like oh i like that watch i was like we should just get him a calculator watch from 1994 branded with blank check from the thrift store maybe we could get a memorable like wouldn't that be great you know that would be a lie, though. Like eBay. It's like, this is the calculator watch from Blank Check. Like, $300. That's not a calculator check. That, 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 no one saved that. Hey, if you have that calculator watch at home, you go ahead and just let us know, and we'll give you an address to send it to us. We will not pay for it. <laughs> no. And it will be a P.O. box, because we don't want you to know where we live. Also, I'm probably not going to pay for the shipping. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We will talk at you another movie. Bye. Bye.